This truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, which I am so excited to share with you, by the way, I had so much fun recording this episode and I know you're going to get so many takeaways from it. But before we jump in, I just wanted to remind you that all of these podcast episodes are sponsored by the Sexy Selfish Elite, which is my 12-month mastermind membership. You can jump on over to the website or click the link in the show notes to find out more about that. Um, It is the most incredible, exciting container for badass women who want to step up into abundance on every single level and I get so excited to put fresh new content in there every single week and connect with these women on a much deeper soul level so it sounds like something you're after if you love my trainings if you love being around my energy and you want more of that head on over to the link in the show notes click the link in my bio head on over to the website whatever it is find the sexy selfishly and you can learn more about that there i've also included in the website now a sneak peek button so if you click that i will actually show you what it's like to be inside of the elite and give you access to a full month's worth of content um that way you can kind of make sure that it's the right thing for you anyway guys i hope you love this episode as much as i love making it for you i can't wait to hear your feedback bye All right, guys, so I actually had a huge moment of clarity the other day um, in an ironic place, actually. I was sitting in the drive-thru waiting for my takeaway coffee in the morning after school run. That's actually one thing I've loved about all this COVID-19 stuff is all the businesses are doing like pick up coffee or drive through or order your lunch and pick it up. And like for me as an introvert, I'm like, where was this service four years ago? I would have so been about that. I'm actually loving it. I'm really, really loving all this bring it to my car service. Um, I hope this continues at, at some element. But anyway, I was in the drive through. I was waiting for my takeaway coffee, um, latte, one sugar, large, double shot, in case anyone's wondering. Um, I was waiting for this coffee and I was remembering a conversation that I've been having with a couple of girlfriends the day prior. Um, and you know, this is all via messenger, of course, so we're not actually like allowed to catch up in person at the moment, which is super frustrating, but I totally understand the need for it. Thank God for technology where we can stay in touch, right? So we're talking to a couple of friends and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the women in my life run their own businesses. That just seems to naturally be who I attract, who I'm very magnetic for, whether they either run their own business or they're very involved in a family business or something. Um, and it was so, it was an interesting topic. We're currently looking at buying some land, um, and building and developing some property. And it's really exciting for us. It's something that we've wanted to dive into for a long time. Um, but we, you know, haven't been in a financial place to do that. And now we are, and it's just, it's an amazing place to be in where we have so much freedom and choice. It's really exciting. Um, 
thanks to all the work that I've done over the last few years and now that I help women with. So we're at this point now where we're looking for this perfect block of land and there's certain areas that I like and there's certain areas I don't like and it really is like an, about an aesthetic and a feel thing. It's, you know, not so much about how close is it to a school. It's not so much about a commute to work. It's really about is there lots of nature on the block? Is there a view? How and what's the angle of the sunrise and the sunset? So anyway, I'm being super fussy because I really, I like the house that I'm in. We've done so much the house. It's a great house, you know, for me to move and go through the rigmarole of building a new house and essentially starting from scratch in a new area. I have to really love the land. Like the land is the important bit. I couldn't give a shit what my kitchen bench looks like, but if I can wake up in the morning and sit on my deck with the coffee and the beautiful view, that nourishes my soul. Not to say that if you are the type of person who like puts a lot of thought into your kitchen benches and what handles you have in your bathroom, that's great. That's for you. That's amazing. I love that about you. Own that. For me, it's just super not important. <laughs> so I'm all about the view, all about the aesthetic. So I have been super, super picky about blocks of land. Anyway, we're doing story time with this podcast, by the way. I have a point. I will get to it. It will be awesome. It will blow your mind. But we've got to go through this first. Anyway, I'm looking for blocks of land and I'm chatting to two of my girlfriends about it. And they both own large amounts of property through family businesses. So it was, they're like, oh, if you like that area, you should check out this particular area, which is about 40 minutes away from where we live. And I do, I love that area. It's so beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. This is where like, um, wine makers, wives build their beautiful homes, right? This is where, um, I don't know how, I don't want to stereotype it, but it's, it's a really, really beautiful area and blocks of land do not come up for sale very often because it is very beautiful. People aren't, it's not like selling, it's not a high turnover thing. It's lots of family estates, farms, areas like that. Like land doesn't come up for sale there very often. And so my friend, she's like there's these blocks of land out there at the moment and they're like between five to ten acres um which is really great and I'm like oh yeah that's a good size and she's like and they're super affordable they're super affordable and I was like oh wow she's like yeah they were so well priced right like you could pick one up super cheap and I was like oh my god that that sounds amazing right like I'm I'm going like in my head I'm like super cheap out in, in this particular area Super cheap might be like $150,000 to $200,000. Like in my head, that's what I'm thinking like super cheap is, right? I don't know where you live. I don't know what property prices are like. It might be totally different. But anyway, that was in my head is super cheap. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's really super cheap. Here, I'll find a link on my phone. And she's like chatting and my other friends talking about it as well. And, um, you know, she's looking at blocks of land. Everyone's sending links back to me for on each other's phone. And she's like, look at this one. Oh, my God, this one is so cheap it is so cheap oh my god you have to have a look at this one she sends me the link i open it up it's a it's like an eight acre block of land it's like six hundred and eighty thousand (laughs) dollars and i'm just like dang girl that's cheap to you and she's like that's that yeah that's cheap how like that's so good i'm like we are on totally different planets with what we think cheap is so I was having this conversation. We all had a good laugh about it. I'm like, well, you know, your company must be doing a lot better than my company. 
And we had a bit of a joke about it. It was really funny. And I think she kind of went as well, like, oh, like, wow, yeah, that's not cheap for a lot of people. That's cheap for me. She was saying about how, you know, blessed she is to be in the position where they're currently in. They've made a lot of sacrifices and, and built their companies to an amazing point. Anyway, the next day I'm sitting in Hungry Jack's and I'm still just kind of like baffled. I went home and I told my husband, I'm like, you never guess what she said. Like she, she, she emailed this block and she's like, it's so cheap. And he's like, that's not cheap. So I was talking about it and then we had a laugh and I didn't think any more of it. I'm sitting in the drive-thru. I've ordered my coffee. Um, sorry. <laughs> it sounded like a, a cat was outside the window screaming, but it's a couple of guys doing concreting. <laughs> And a house is being built across the week and they're like singing along to the song. Anyway, I know you love my podcast and you love all the weirdness that comes with it. Right. Sitting in the drive-thru, having this coffee. And that's when I just like, it hits me that expensive is relative. Expensive is subjective. And it also is a really great indicator of your limiting beliefs, of your financial glass ceiling. Like I was at the point where my friend said, you know, cheap, cheap for her for land is 680,000. I can't even imagine that being viewed as cheap, right? So expensive, what we see as expensive is totally subjective. Let's talk about that first. And then I'm going to talk about how this can be a good thing because it identifies your limiting beliefs. Expensive is completely subjective is relative to each person's different situation. You know, I might spend a hundred dollars on boots and not think that's expensive. That might be totally my comfort zone, but for someone else spending $25 on boots might feel really expensive. You know, I was chatting with another girlfriend at a coffee morning and we both have little girls. Um, sorry, I need to cough here. <coughs> we both have, I don't have coronavirus, don't panic. We both have little girls her little girl's a bit younger than mine. And we both love like a certain type of aesthetic that we want to dress our daughters in. Now she has a bit more control because her daughter's a bit younger. I have zero, absolute zero control over what my daughter, who's almost six wears. She has her own style, her own vibe. And I, I don't get a say. I have nothing to do with it. She won't let me pick. Actually, for Mother's Day, that was my fun thing. I'm like, for Mother's Day, can you like, I did that whole annoying mum thing where it's like, you don't have to get me a present, just behave and don't fight. And I was like, oh, and, and let me pick your clothes for today because my kids are so cute. I want to dress them cute, but they just want to wear their own style. I'm like, let's go. Express yourself. But one day a year, I get to decide. Anyway, we both have daughters. We both love certain brands of clothing and stuff. And I was talking about how there's a local store to me, um, you know, a little boutique that sells these kids' clothes and they have the most beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. And every now and again, like I can't shop there for everything in my life, but every now and again, I'll go and bit buy the kids like really one really good investment piece. So my most recent purchase there was a beanie for Hudson. Um, and it was a really like thick hand knitted, beautiful beanie, had a bit of stretch to it so he could grow with it. It was really nice and warm. And I was happy to pay like, um, nearly $50 for this beanie, which once again, is, it could be very triggering for you right now. Um, and my friend also loves these brands, but every time we talk about it or we, sh we share where the clothes are from, she, she's like, oh my God, it's so expensive. That store, I could never shop there. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. Right. So she's always looking for, you know, the type of clothes that we like and she, how she can find them cheaper or where can she find us the knockoff version type of thing, you know? So she's always talking about how expensive this store is. And she's like, it's just ridiculous. It's just crazy. And then you realize like, I love this business and I want to support. I've watched this business grow over the last like, God, six years, maybe. 
Um, and I want to support them. So I buy the occasional piece from there, like something I'm really, really, really in love with. I'm not going to go and, and buy my kids' school parents from there because they last about four weeks before they've ripped the knees out of them, you know? So different perspective. But I'm at a place now, you know, six years ago, I couldn't shop at that store. I was exactly like my friend. I thought it was so expensive. It was ridiculous. I'm like, how could you possibly buy anything from there? It's crazy expensive. And now I'm at a place where my my level, my perception of expensive has changed. So now I can shop there if I choose to. And it feels really good. And now I'm noticing, you know, in my community where other people are like, oh my God, I can't afford to shop there. It's so expensive. I'm like, but is it though? Or is it just expensive to you? Like, because these shops have grown. Um, this little boutique is, is, you know, selling out, right? It's selling out. So there are people buying that shit. There are people who love buying that shit. People who are excited about it. You know, they're selling out of their stuff. They're ex- expanding and growing and always got new stock in. And, you know, so they are selling all of that. So it's like there, there's a group of people that think that shop is too expensive, but there's also a, a group of people that think that's normal. You know, they shop there without blinking, without really thinking about it right? And it was the same as the block of land for me. It's like, you know, for me, $680,000 on a block of land was like, whoa, bitch. But there's a group of people out there where $680,000 blocks of land are nothing. That's just a standard Tuesday, right? And you think about it like um, flying to Melbourne for, you know, I live here in Adelaide, flying to Melbourne, uh, once upon a time, that was like a huge stretch. It's like, I just, I can't just go to Melbourne, I can't just go to Melbourne for a weekend, like flights, hotel accommodation. No, like there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a thing. It's going to be saving up. We we can't justify it. We've got to put the money somewhere else. It's just too expensive. It's just too expensive. And then there became a time in my life where it's like, okay, we'll go to Melbourne this weekend for this conference. Or, okay, I'm going to meet a friend in Melbourne for this weekend. And it just became a normal thing. You know, it wasn't seen as expensive anymore because we had raised our income. We had raised our wealth frequency or our financial glass ceiling to, you know, our perception of expensive is different. And maybe this all came about because, you know, I had this conversation with my friend, was getting the latte in my car, stayed up really night the late before the night before watching Interstellar. So I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Interstellar. It's got um Matthew McGonagh Yeah, I can't even say his name. The guy, the southern guy that looks really like a hippie, um, Matthew McGonagh, I, I can't do it. Let's just move on. And Anne Hathaway, Interstellar, was a really interesting movie, especially for me who I'm obsessed with learning about astrophysics. And basically it was the whole idea that time's relative. So when you're far away from a black hole, time proceeds as normal, but the heavier you get to something like gravity can bend the laws of space-time. So when you get really close to a black hole, time slows down. And it's just kind of like, you know, time is something we think is just across the board, but it actually changes. It changes and it warps and it stretches and it grows. And the idea of expensive to us in our reality in this moment, that is what is deemed expensive or non-expensive to us. But that's not the same for everyone. It changes and it can change for you as well, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Expensive is subjective. The idea of expensive is completely subjective. What is expensive to a middle-class family of five is different to the version of expensive that a seven-figure business owner 
will experience. Like there's someone like me stressing about spending two or 300,000 on a block of land and there's property developers out there who wouldn't hesitate on dropping three or four million on blocks of land. You know, that's just average for them. That's normal for them. And I think in this, this journey, what we view or deem as expensive can actually be a really great window into our own financial limitations. You know, I've, I've noticed this as I work with my clients in my Sexy Selfish Elite membership. At the beginning of our time together, the idea of expensive is a direct reflection of not only their financial status, like that will tell me really quickly where they're at financially, but their relationship and energy around money. And what happens is, you know, the, the idea of what's expensive starts to grow and build. But it was this moment, it was like, oh my God, you know, I want this million dollar business and I have all these these amazing financial goals moving forward and things I want out of my life. But if I still view $680,000 blocks as expensive, I'm basically telling myself then that I don't actually believe in all the goals I have. And it's, it's kind of that idea of making things feel normal. Making the expensive stuff feel normal first is how you say to the universe, I have 100% faith that I'm manifesting everything I desire. I am worthy of this wealth that I want. I'm ready for it. I have no hesitations. You can deliver it now because, you know, I'm, I'm going to use what I f- use what you feel as expensive. When you notice the expensive stuff come up or the mindset of, oh, my God, that's so expensive, just be aware of that and call into perspective and be like, that's my version of expensive now, but I know that, you know, moving forward, this is going to be my normal. And that's what my husband's always like. He's like, one day we'll get this. And one day I'll just, I would love to be able to purchase this car. One day I'll be able to love to have, uh, you know, this particular project going just because I can. And I'm like, babe, one day that's going to be a standard Tuesday, you know, standard Tuesday, not even going to think about it. Is that one day I'd like to build here? One day I'd like to do this. And I'm like, it's going to be a Tuesday. Like that's such a Tuesday thing. It's not a big deal. And when you make all that stuff not a big deal, that's when you're calling it into your normal. That's when you're acting as if, right? And you're calling and stepping into your higher self that has already, you know, got all this stuff, the done, decided stuff. So expensive is subjective. And the key takeaway I want you to get from this is just notice. Notice when those thoughts of... This is expensive start to come up. This is your gauge. You can tell really quickly what you believe in and where you're at by what you view as expensive. Anyway, guys, I hope this rambling, this story time with Shona um, has opened up a couple of doors in your brain, in your mind. And I hope the next time you think, oh my God, that's so expensive, you can actually take that moment as a learning experience um, to move forward and hopefully wait, like raise your wealth thermostat. I've done a great podcast on that if you want to go check it out. Or I think it's called Raising Your Financial Glass Ceiling. Yeah, that's the title I used. You know, and then you can move forward into that next higher wealthy woman place. Thanks, guys. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam packed with hours and hours of content for you. 
Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.